0: In my opinion, the most common characteristic of entrepreneurs is their drive to pave their own path. We saw the box that society had made for us and we're like, I'm good and literally made our own life out of passion and a drive for life. And that is exactly what I'm chatting about today with the amazing Brittany Tucker. Brittany is a life coach and motivational speaker who empowers women to ditch society's checklist so they can fully step into the woman they were created to be. In this episode, we talk about being the all-American girl and then quitting corporate to travel the world, how to discover what truly makes you happy and embodying that every day, different types of self-care and rest, and that it's okay to change your mind. I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. Brittany truly embodies the essence of a motivational speaker, and I can't wait for you to dive in. Let's get to it. You're listening to Behind the Design Podcast, your digital version of co-working that takes you behind the scenes on how to create an authentic brand, builds an intentional business, and live a life with purpose every single day. I'm your host and brand guru, Olivia Silvestro, here to equip you with the tools to wake up every day doing what you love and make money doing it. I'm so excited you're here. Let's get to it. Hi, Brittany. I'm so glad to have you here today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. I know. I'm so excited. So, um, yeah. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey? There's so many exciting things to know about you and I want to get right to it. So just tell us a little bit about you, your business and kind of your entrepreneurial journey in, in general.
1: Yes. So, so in a nutshell, I grew up the all American girl, um, checked all the boxes and then I woke up one day in corporate America. I was super unhappy. So I walked out with no plan, no game plan whatsoever. Um, I started my business two years later. So I've been in business for about seven years now. Um, I always say if you're a female entrepreneur, it's, it's a new journey every day. You learn something new every day. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for seven years, but I feel like I'm just starting. <laughs> um, and so now um, I am a full-time professional speaker and life coach for women.
0: Amazing. So yeah, I want to touch back on that all American girl because that's exactly how I felt too. And I just woke up one day and quit my job. It was like, there was that little voice in the back of my head for Mm -hmm. so long. And then finally it was like, I physically couldn't get up and go to work and was like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is my time. And I too had zero plan, didn't know (laughs) what I was going to do. So tell us a little bit about what that was like and that how you came to that like final decision like this is not what i meant to do.
1: Yeah, I think um what was really cool you said Olivia is you felt it like you couldn't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes our bodies are like such good indications of what's going on in our life and we need to pay attention to those more. Um but I just kept having this feeling, this gut feeling. It was just like this is not right. This is not right. Why is it not right? I'm making good money. I'm traveling the world for free. I have amazing clients. Like what is off? Um but I could feel that um in my soul. And so something happened at work one day and I was just like this is it. This is the that I needed. And so I literally just walked out.
0: (laughs) So you didn't put a two weeks in or anything? You were just like, I'm over
1: it? I did not. They actually escorted me to my office and I don't know if anyone who's listening has ever done this before. So just be prepared. Sometimes companies don't take it very well and um, they escorted me to my office. And I was just so stressed. I was like, oh gosh, like what do I grab? I want to grab my work I've done for two years and get all my personal things. And so it was a little stressful. I went home that night, wrote my resignation letter and it was just a sense of like peace that came over me, you know, like I had no idea what was next. But I knew that by following my heart that the right doors would open.
0: Yeah, that's so amazing. And I think it's so true. You know, everyone is always waiting for, or you feel like there's going to be this huge epiphany that like comes to you (laughs) like a guided angel and is like, you should do this next. And that's never how it is. Like when I think back on pivotal moments in my life, they were like split second decisions and, or decisions that didn't mean a lot to me, but at the time Mm -hmm. now looking back in hindsight, I was like, it's like, oh my gosh, that literally changed the course of my life.
1: Your entire life. One decision can change your entire life. Yeah. I mean, I think if I hadn't have walked out that day, like I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. Right. And so just like you said, sometimes it takes, you know, a year or months or something to be able to look back on that and say, Hey, like, this is how this played out. Um, but it, it definitely was a blessing and I'm very grateful for it.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And I think too, you know, things are in your heart for a reason. So, you know, you Mm -hmm. and I, we have, we think things, we feel things that are different Mm -hmm. and that is because it's specific to both, to each of us. So, you know, Mm -hmm. some people are like, oh, I, I don't, everyone else does that. Or that's an idea that someone else has had. It doesn't really matter because it's something that you feel is right. For you, mm-hmm. And so there's no right or wrong way to go about it.
1: Exactly. So,
0: yeah. So what were you doing? How did you go from corporate to motivational speaker? Like what was that kind of after you quit your job? Mm-hmm. How did that exploration kind of go?
1: Yeah. So when I was working at the company, I actually was speaking then. So I was traveling around the offices. Um, gosh, I spent two, three months and a month in my bed, two, three nights a month in my bed. So I was traveling nonstop for like two years. And so that's where I got most of my experience. And so I actually had a (laughs) non-compete. So when I left that company, I had to wait out two years. And so that's kind of where it just picked back up. But I started doing a lot of corporate training again. And then people would come to me and say, Hey, we want you to speak at this conference. And we want you to speak at this conference. And I was like, wow, I'm really good at speaking. Mm -hmm. What else can I speak on? And that's really just kind of how it all started. I, I went and got other certifications. And then Um, It's interesting because I've been speaking for 10 years now and the first three years, what I wanted to speak on are completely different than what I want to speak on today. You know, so I think it, it changes. And I just had this conversation with someone the other day, like it's okay in life for, for certain things to be a season, Mm -hmm. right. And to say, Hey, that that's a great season. I'm I'm grateful for it. I'm going to thank, you know, everyone for it. that was a part of it but that's behind me now. And I'm moving on to a next chapter and I have to be brave enough to step into this and see where my talents will take me here. So,
0: yeah, that is, that's a, actually been a common theme that we've been talking about too, within my mastermind, um, is that you can change your mind. So you think yes. yeah, I'm in this business, and you know, I've been doing this for years. Uh-huh. Now it's like, it doesn't feel aligned. It doesn't feel, you know, passionate about what your, how your current living situation is. And it's like, okay to change your mind. That's why yes. you have your own business in the first place. That's why you can, you have the power to do that. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's amazing. So I guess my question would be for people who want to, you know, step into their power, they want, they know that they're meant for more, but they're held back by fear, which is always, you know, the making decisions first, fear-based first, love-based. Um, what would you say your best advice is to overcoming that fear, stepping into bravery to
1: live your life in alignment and do what you were meant to do. Yeah. So one of my favorite quotes is your best life lives on the other side of fear. Okay. So I look back at my life and the things that have been like game changers for me and big milestones. It's because I took a brave step forward, right? So um I think it's um there's that book. It's Elizabeth Gilbert, the lady who wrote like Eat Pray Love. Yeah, Um, it's called Big Magic, and she talks about fear and she talks about it's always going to be there. So we just need to like make peace with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it I think it's acknowledging it, right? Understanding it, moving past it and saying, Hey. Um, a lot of times when I make big decisions of something, like people are always like, oh, Brittany, you're so fearless. I don't think it's fearless. I think it's courageous. There's two different things mm-hmm. because I'm scared too. Um, but I think sometimes in my bigger decisions, what I've done, Olivia, is just take out a piece of paper and write down the absolute worst thing that could happen. And it's not even that bad. <laughs> Do you no, know what I mean? It's way worse it's, to way where you are. Exactly. Um, And and I think too, for me, because I've fallen so, so much on my face before that for me, if I mess up, it's not failure. It's just a new thing to learn. And so that's the way that I view it. Right. So either I'm going to take a step forward, a brave step forward, it's going to be a when, or I'm going to learn something. There is no failure in part of that at all. Yeah,
0: I totally agree. So there's two things I want to touch on with that. So Elizabeth Gilbert, she does, or no, that's, um, I'm thinking of someone who, what's her name? Um, who do- talks about like shame and vulnerable Brown, Brene Brown, Brene Brown. And yes. how she talks about how you can't be courageous without being vulnerable or without, you know, feeling some sense of shame. And it's so true because you're making, you know, you're scared or you're, you're unsure what's going to happen. And, but stepping on the other side of fear. I love that quote. I think that's so true. And <laughs> any type of decision that you're going to make, whether it's big or small is going to, you know, pivot you in one direction. Um, and also to saying no is also a choice. So it's, or yes. it's also a decision, like making no move is also mm-hmm. making deciding to make a move. Um, another thing too, is that I, like, I am scared of staying the same. So the yes. decisions that I make, like I'm extremely impulsive. Well, I'm not so much impulsive. I'm a manifester and an Aries, so I make decisions quickly. Same. But I, know, you, you are too. I feel like I
1: could just tell yeah. you yeah. I'm an I'm an
0: Aries as well, and I have ADHD. Yes. <laughs> so. I think I do too. I was never diagnosed. Okay. But I, I definitely okay. do. Um, so the decisions that I make may seem super impulsive, but they're just a gut feeling. It's like no, yes. I I have to do this right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm when I make decisions, it's like. I make decisions based on when I'm on my deathbed, am I going to be upset that I did this? Or am I going to be more upset that I didn't do it? Mm -hmm. And it seems like super extreme and like kind of morbid, but that's actually based off of what you were saying. Like what's the actual worst thing that's going to happen? I could you know, just go back home. I can get a new job. I can like, great. Right? <laughs> ask for my old job back. Maybe. Right, right.
1: Um, I love that you said that. So I, when people always ask me my biggest fear, Olivia, I always say not living up to my potential. Yes. That's my biggest fear. It, it's not failing. I have failed a thousand times. Like I, I feel like I could just eat concrete now and it wouldn't bother me. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, I am I'm, I'm more afraid of at the end of my life sitting there and saying, I didn't use the gifts I was given. To help other people, like, that's what's going to hurt me the most, right? Yeah, I completely agree. And Sarah Blakely,
0: the owner of Spanx, she Mm -hmm. said that every day or at dinner every night, her dad would sit around the table and say, what did you fail at today? And they would all be excited for each other Mm -hmm. of what they failed at. And she was always telling this story when she's in interviews and stuff, saying, like, this was the most valuable lesson that I learned was that it's okay to fail because – you learn so much more from your failures than you do from not trying. Exactly. And it means
1: you were brave enough to take a step forward, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. So now as you are, you know, doing motivational speaking and things like that, who what types of audiences are you speaking to and what are kind of the pain points and
1: topics and struggles that you're touching on? Yeah, anything. So my target demographic right now is anywhere between 24 to 32-year-old females. Um, I do, um, I just actually, one of my newest clients is 44. <laughs> a female who's 44, she's a CEO of like four mm-hmm. companies and she wants to start over in life. Um, so so I kind of hit a wide range, but I'd say that the most popular topics are purpose. Is one that I always get. What is my purpose? What is my reason for being here? Um, I work a lot with confidence a lot with self-care, um, which is more than just bubble baths and taking nature walks. Um, and also time management is a big one that people always come to me, come to me about, um, goal setting. So I'm really good at helping people. Um, they have a goal in mind, a dream in mind. Um, you can't, uh, you can't achieve that unless you have a plan in place, right? Mm -hmm. So helping people get those steps out on paper and developing a strategy and then just being an accountability partner. Right. I think it's the same reason that when I always tell people what a life coach is, I'm always like, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor, but I'm just your cheerleader and and I'm your accountability partner. It's the same reason you would hire a trainer when you go to the gym. It's not like you don't know how to walk on the treadmill, but if you have a trainer, they're going to push you. Right. And they're going to make sure that you get on and do it every day. And so that's really what life coaching is.
0: Yeah. I love that. So as far as finding your purpose, so this was, this is like my life. This is like, that's like the epitome of me. And like, I love what I do. I love my clients um, and the agency that I've grown but now I'm starting to branch out a little bit more. I'm doing coaching for designers, helping them grow and build their businesses. I'm starting another like little side um, side hustle with my so my fiance and it's really fun. Honestly I realize I'm just a serial entrepreneur. like that's my title right now and I'm just rolling with it. Um, not going with every single idea that I have, but the ones that stick and that feel like they um, resonate with me are the ones that i am been yeah. forward with. Um, so for those who are wanting more, but they don't know what more is, what does that process of self-discovery look like? I know that for a lot of people, at least my friends and just people in my circle, it's the job thing um, because you spend so much time – doing it. So it's like, how do you find a job or, or reframe your mindset around work or just, I mean, purpose, like what does that, yeah. Back to the, my original question, the self-discovery
1: of that look like. Mm-hmm. I think it, it takes a lot of deep work. Um, some people it's, it's going to come to it an early age. Some people it takes later in life, right? Mine hit me in my late, late twenties, early thirties, where I had this, like, uh, I call it my, um, uh, my, my, what is it? It's a life crisis, right? It's like your quarter life crisis, mm-hmm. except I was doing it at like 28. Right. <laughs> um, I sold, all, I sold all my things. I went and traveled all these islands by myself. I went and read like every self-development book. Um, but I think it, it takes deep work. It, it takes actually being present and intentional enough to say, what is it that makes me happy? And I always say this, one of the, when, when clients start with me, they have a list of journal questions they have to do before our first call. And one of the questions is what makes you happy? And it literally says in parentheses, not what makes your mom happy, not what makes your husband happy and not what makes your kids happy. So many women do not even know how to answer this question anymore. It's so, right? Because it's, to me, the process of self-discovery is like, it's like peeling back layers of an onion, right? It's peeling back what society has told you and, you know, what your grandmother told you to be. And, and, you know, all these boxes you've tried to fit in your entire life. Um, but it comes to people at different points. It starts with the intention of knowing something's off. Um, the intention of knowing, Hey, I want to change it. How am I going to do this? Um, a lot of deep work, a lot of journaling work, um, a lot of intentional time by yourself. And it's so interesting. Um, sitting still <laughs> and writing is such a powerful tool. Like You don't realize like how many problems can be solved and how much you can discover about yourself just by doing those things. Um, I do the exercise icky guy with a lot of my clients. Um, it's I-K-I-G-A-I. It's based on the Japanese framework, which is the Japanese is the culture that uh, lives to be the longest. And so studies have been done on them on why it is they're so happy and why they live so long. And so Ikigai is basically your reason for being. So there's an exercise that asks, what do you love doing? What are you good at? What can you be paid for? What does the world need? And so questions like that, Um, a lot of times if you text your five closest friends and ask them what you're good at, you will be shocked at what you get back.
0: That's amazing. I love that. I just got the chills. Icky guy. I'm going to look that up when (laughs) (laughs) we get off the phone. Um, Yeah, I love that. So what is it that people usually say that makes them happy? I'm honestly just curious.
1: Most people don't even have an answer when you first ask them. It's it's like a deer in headlights, right? It's like, well, I think I like doing this, and in my free time I do this, but it's really not even – what makes them happy? Yeah. Because especially as women and women are hard because we, we tend to be natural helpers mm-hmm. and we tend to, to be yes people. Right. And we serve others that for so long, we focused on everyone else that we don't focus on ourselves and what it is that makes us yeah. happy. You know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so interesting. Cause I've kind of been going through this probably for like the last six months, just with COVID and everything and being home all the time. And I just love what I do. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm continuously working just because I love it. And now that we are going into summer and (laughs) I'm getting married the end of August, I'm like, I don't want to work 60 hours a week anymore. Like I want to take Fridays off. I want to work five hours a day. So now I'm kind of like implementing all of these things. But then I, the other day, I'm, we're going to start introducing summer hours for, um, all of us. And then uh, on my team, and then I'm only going to, I'm not going to work on Fridays either. And I was like, what am I going to do? Like, <laughs> yeah. what am I going to do? Oh, I know. Time. And my mm-hmm. fiance was like, you could just go lay in the grass, just go right? lay, yeah, lay in the grass and and decide mm-hmm. what you're going to do. I'm like, that sounds pretty great to me. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, that whole like sitting there and being, it's, it sounds like, oh my God, I need to fill my time doing everything. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think an Aries thing, just like liking, yes. but then, you know, it does come to like an abrupt stop where you're like, I don't want to do
1: this anymore. I, I can't no. live like this. Exactly. I just ordered uh, my 30, I just turned 37, like three weeks ago and I ordered rollerblades. <laughs> I love and that. I, the, I just, started like coming back. I know I just went rollerblading on Sunday for the first time since I was probably like 13. And obviously I was like terrified. I was like, I know I'm going to break an arm, but it was just like such a freeing feeling. And it would, it just brought back so many like, childhood memories of me, like bringing my boom box out and making like choreographed dances, you know, yeah. and, I, like, my, and, and I think, I think what's, what's intentional and what I try to be more intentional about Olivia is playing more, right. As an adult, because play can bring so much creativity to our lives, mm-hmm. right. So much joy and it decreases stress. And so, um, I try to play a lot. Um, my boyfriend has a swing at his house. And so I, I try to go swing like every time I'm there. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I love that. That's, and it's so true. It's like, especially as when you have your own business, most people, like when you ask them why they started their own business, it's like to have more time to mm-hmm. spend with my family and friends, to travel, to, you know, do nothing. You, that's the core reason why you do it. And then you find yourself, you're like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm i still working yeah. nine to five, or I'm mm-hmm. still kind of adopting that Um, you know, lifestyle, and it's not something that I want to do, and that's what I realized like the last probably few weeks was like, This is ridiculous. I don't want to live like this, I don't want to go into my marriage Mm -hmm. like this. Like, I want to work less hours and have my team kind of support me in, in different ways. So, um, yeah, I love that. That's also great. So, as far as you mentioned self care without the bubble baths and things like that. And that kind of all ties into finding your purpose and all of that. So what does, you know, self-care look like according and like Mm -hmm. the types of self-care practices that you
1: um, teach? Yeah. So I believe self-care is going to look different for everyone. For me, I have self-care Sunday. So what that means is it is every Sunday. My family knows this. My boyfriend knows this. I do no chores and I do no work on Sundays. Um, I can do whatever I want. Some days I wake up and I'm like, oh, I want to go on a run today. Oh, I want to go do this today. Some days I'm like, I'm going to lay on the couch and watch trash TV Uh for like three hours. Right. And not feel bad about it. And I think it's so important to, to designate time like that for ourselves because our cups have to be full. Before we could pour into anyone else, and so that's why I made it Sunday for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been very, very intentional about it. Like I'm very strict around my self care. Like it's like you do not ask me to do wash clothes, fold clothes, like nothing like that happens, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it does. It does look different for everyone, and I think for people who are not used to self care, you know, a pedicure could could be self care or a bath could be self care. But for me, that's just maintenance. Yeah. You know, so maybe it's journaling. Maybe it's booking a staycation at the local hotel just to get away and go read that book you've been wanting to read for five years and you haven't had time to do. You know, what is it that's going to fill your soul? And I think uh, that's different for every woman.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And when I was first like exploring different, just different. Habits and routines and things like that. It was like Tony Robbins wakes up at 4:30 and jumps yeah. on trampoline. Like I need to buy a trampoline. And it's like I am never gonna wake up at 4:30 and uh-huh. jump on a trampoline. Yeah. You know, you like see what all these other people are doing, and you kind of want to adopt exactly what they're doing. But it's really like waking up and being saying to yourself, "What do I want to do today? You know, do I want to sit on the couch and do nothing? And I'm similar on Sundays. My fiance calls it the queen spot. It's like, I'm it. on, on the couch <laughs> and he literally yeah. brings me snacks and water because I'm like, Oh, oh
1: my gosh, I'm not,
0: like, I'm not getting up. I need a snack. I'm thirsty. Can you bring me? <laughs> like, oh yeah. It must be Sunday. Cause Olivia doesn't do anything. on
1: Sunday. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I love it. But think about, think about what that does for your soul. Right. And think about what that does for you as a person and how you're able to be a better fiance and a better leader and a better coworker and, you know, all those things, like people don't understand, like, it's not selfish to do it. Right. It's, it's, it's actually impacting other people in a positive way too. Um, I will tell you this though. I do have a trampoline. (laughs) I think you should get one. I I do. I have one on my back porch. (laughs) So what do you, you just bounce on it whenever you feel like, and yeah, yeah. So sometimes for me, it's that play part of the day. Um, sometimes if I just want to move my body, um, it makes me happy. I'll put on like dance music and I'll just jump Um, so it's play and creativity for me. Okay. I'm going to get a trampoline. Yeah. Just a many one. I got mine off of Amazon. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I'm going to get one. I love that. I, I've been like reading about just like different Uh benefits of it, but honestly, I will just get one just because I feel like it. Yeah. It's just,
1: it's just fun. I mean, my dog is so funny. She just doesn't understand. She like sits there and like looks at me, you know, but, um, (laughs) I mean, some people use them for workouts, you know, like intense rebounder workouts out there or like on the internet, but I was just like, I just want to do this for fun. And. And so I just remember my childhood, I had a trampoline and I feel like I would go jump on it every day. Right. So why not bring that back into my life now?
0: Yeah. I love that. And it's so true too. Like, I guess I think it's self-care isn't selfish. So you hear that all Mm -hmm. the time, but it's like just reevaluating and rechecking in with yourself and not to say, you know, go and do all this stuff and, you know, decide that what you're doing now is bad and you have to completely like redo. It's more just like adopting things and being more intentional with your daily life on what actually makes you happy. Are you doing it because you have to, or because you want to? Exactly. And what does that look like for you?
1: Yeah, exactly. Have you ever heard on um, the exercise? It's like write a list of everything you don't want to do.
0: Yes. My business coach had me because mm-hmm. right I was like, I feel like i <laughs> I'm doing everything I don't want to do.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Right. Write a list of what you do daily. Compare it. You know, what do you like doing? What do you not like doing? And kind of compare the list. Like, what is the majority of your day spent doing? You know, Mm. are you able to outsource that? Are you able to get someone to help you with certain things? You know, it might even be in a marriage. It might even be house chores, right? Like you've been doing this. He's been doing that. But in reality, you both don't want to do either one and you'd rather do the other person. So I think it's just about being open and being intentional with yourself and communicating it too. Yeah. I think
0: that's so true. I have, this is like a really stupid example, but (laughs) my best friend and I, we went and got chicken wings together Mm -hmm. and you know how they have like the flat ones and then they have the drumstick ones. Yes. So she's been my best friend for like 10 years. So we go and we like feel, we have like pretty good communication, whatever. So we go and we order chicken wings and there's half of the drumstick, half of the flats. We were both eating like both because I thought that I just assume everyone likes flats because those are the ones mm. that I like. She assumed everyone likes the drumsticks because those were her favorite. So we're both like being polite, like eating both of the chicken wings. And then like after we're already done, like an hour later, I was like, just asked her which ones were her favorite. And she was like, drumsticks. And I was like, oh my God, mine were flats. Like, why didn't we just tell <laughs> yeah, each other? Yeah. Like, we yeah. trying to be like polite mm-hmm. and nice, yeah. but- it's like that. I had like such an epiphany after mm-hmm. that, and was like, "Wow, there's so many circumstances that are way bigger than that." And yes, yes. that you know we're just trying to be polite or like not mm-hmm. step on anyone's toes. When it's like, "I like the flats. I want to eat those," mm-hmm. and then I could have gotten my way and ate all of my favorite chicken wings that I wanted. So yeah. it's like you never know until you speak up and say
1: anything. Exactly. I think it's communication. To always say this, most people. When they become angry, it's from unmet expectations that they never communicated in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So we think everyone can read our mind, but we need to do a better job of communicating, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. And communicating with yourself, too. I mean, I, especially now that we've been home a lot, it's definitely way more lax in New Hampshire now. We've been doing a lot more things, but I, you know, it'd be Thursday, and I'm like, what did I even do? Like, how have I even been feeling this week? I didn't even like check in on myself and see, like, how am I feeling? What do I want to be doing? You kind of are on that, um, you know, the roller coaster, just like the hamster wheel of like doing what you do every single day, and just kind of like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's Thursday. What are we going to do tonight um, versus checking in with yourself. So, yeah.
1: I guess, do you do anything at the end of the day? Um, every day at the end of every day, I actually write down my wins and what I learned from the day. Your wins every, and what you learned? Yes, every single day. And then I'll look over the following day. So I already have my top three in place when I wake up. Top three? Things that need to get done the next day.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. So you do that, do you do that like at the end of your day? Like when you're journaling at night or do you do it
1: at your desk? At my desk at the end of the workday, when I decide to shut off all work, I'll go through and write down my wins for the day. And then what I learned, if I learned anything, which most of the time there's a ton of stuff on there, right? It could be simple stuff, right? Like I learned I have more energy when I eat this versus this, right? Um, and then I just glance at the next day and I look at my top three. So that way when I wake up, there's, there's no hard decision making on which, what I should work on for the day.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. And I always find that when I make a list of what I need to do the next day,
1: I sleep better. Yes, you do. Yes. It's like, a, um, do you ever do brain dumps? Yeah. Okay.
0: Like, they are my life. Like, I have a sketchbook that I usually draw in, but it's like every few pages is just like a brain dump of everything mm-hmm. that needs to happen.
1: They're so anytime I'm feeling overwhelmed, or just anxiety or like, um, because for me, because I have ADHD, adult ADHD, if there's too much um, on my plate, I paralyze and I don't do anything. So what I will do is I will brain dump and put everything down that's on my mind, not even just work. It could be like, oh, need to get mama mother's day gift. Need to get my dog her shots, you know, like everything. And then I'll go back and look at the top three things I need to do that day. And I'll circle those.
0: Okay. That's so good because I definitely, I've never been diagnosed with ADHD or anything, but I know that I have it and I do a bunch of like, I like do a lot of meditation, like journaling and things like that, but I get very, very overwhelmed very Mm -hmm. easily. So right now we're growing our team. So we just brought on two team members this year already so far and we're onboarding another one. So I have a lot of people and then I'm planning a wedding and then we're also doing work on our house. So I have like a lot of people. asking me for things. Yeah. And then, yeah. then I just yeah. like, don't answer my emails. Don't answer mm-hmm. phone calls. Yeah. Just, I just stop doing things. So what tips do you have for people that get overwhelmed very easily?
1: Yeah. You'll shut down. It, it's, it's like yeah. analysis paralysis is you're so overwhelmed. You don't even know where to start. Yeah. That's me. Um, that yeah. Yeah. Um, just do your brain dump, right? Just do your brain dump and look at, um, I like to group tasks. So what I mean by that is like, if I have six phone calls I need to make, I'm not going to make a phone call and then go get on my email and then make another phone call. You're just wasting your, your brain energy at that point. So I'll make all my phone calls back to back because your mind's already in that headspace and Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to switch tasks because when you switch tasks, what happens is you lose efficiency. Mm -hmm. You can lose up to 28% of your efficiency throughout the day just by switching tasks. That's crazy. mm -hmm. I also do not leave my email open throughout the day. I check it twice a day. That's
0: it. Yeah. I'm trying to like not even have an email because I get so many emails <laughs> today. I tried to like offload yeah. all the emails to my team because it's ridiculous the emails. Um, yeah, we had uh, Dr. Amanda Shea come on here, and she is like the queen of time management and productivity. And we could touch on this actually in a second, but she was saying that for every time you switch tasks, so like go from, for example, for me, like if I go from like design work to a phone call, design work to a phone call, you lose five minutes every time you switch a task. So if you think yes. about it, you do you do that five times, you've lost fifty minutes of your day. Oh, yeah. Pass.
1: Yep. And that's why mental burnout happens. So like you're only when you wake up every day, you only have so much amount of mental energy. So that's why um, at the end of the day where you're like, I just can't even talk to anyone else. I can't even make any other decisions today is because it's like it's a real thing. Like your brain only has so much energy for the day. Um, I always say do your hardest task in the morning, too, when your mind is fresh and awake And you have the most amount of mental energy. But what happens is we tend to do the smaller tasks and easier ones first because it's satisfaction in our brain. But then we wait until three o'clock in the afternoon when that big project or the thing we actually needed to get done, and then we have no mental energy left. And then it procrastinates. So we move it to the next day, and then we move it to the next day, and then we move it to the next day.
0: Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I have a question then because I try to do the big projects in the morning um, and then do the little things at the end of the day. But then at the end of the day, I don't wanna do the little things. And typically the little things are like answering emails, checking in on clients, things like that. So I guess my question is, what if you just keep pushing on those little things off and off and off? Is that just when you're like, you
1: should outsource? I would outsource it at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I would totally outsource it, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, awesome. Um, okay, so yeah, I'd love to touch a little bit more, I guess, on time management you know, just besides batch working and things like that, how can you, so everyone has different energy, you know, everyone has different personalities, like us as manifestors and Aries, like we, I'm not sure if you're a manifestor, but as like super driven, like what happens to me is I get like on sprints and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I love this project. I'm so excited. And then be like exhausted for three days and can't do anything and won't be productive doing anything. So I guess how to, you know, evaluate your energy and know when and how you best works. Cause everyone's different. You know, sometimes I get emails from people at midnight and it's like, they just work better at night when their kids are sleeping or when there's no, no distractions and not getting emails. So how can you kind of evaluate your energy and know how you best work?
1: Yeah, I think I think it's different for everybody. I love that you touched on that. Some people work better at night, some people work better in the morning. Um, for me, I I know Mondays, I don't like to do my coaching calls on Mondays because I know I'm overwhelmed on Mondays, right? So I know my energy is not gonna be where it needs to be, right? I always record on Thursdays because most of my bigger stuff is done in the in the in the First part of the week. So I'm able to focus and just be myself and talk about anything and everything on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I think it's 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 arranging your schedule around just like you said, your energy, right? Like when do you do your best? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not gonna schedule anything after 12 o'clock on Friday that's big and needs to be done, like, you know what I mean? That needs my full focus because it's not gonna be there, you know? So so I think I think it's just arranging it based on, you know, some people get up earlier than others. I mean, I get up at five o'clock normally, 5:45. And so I know exactly what time, like my peak time is, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, I intentionally do most of my coaching calls on Wednesdays. Um, and then I have my creative time on Wednesdays too. So um, I think it's playing around with your schedule, right? Like what works best for you? Yeah. And I think too is using your schedule as
0: a boundary setting and using it as a tool. So I used to just like book everything and try to get in as much as I could. And then on what, on the weekends I like rested where now, you know, I do Tuesday, Thursdays, I do all my calls with clients, but I don't do any more than three calls a day and they're all done before 1 PM. So I, that kind of escalated over time where I would only do calls on Tuesday, Thursday, but then they would be from like 10 AM to 5 PM. And then I like, couldn't even talk the next day to now only taking calls and it's like if I don't have those time slots open, then I then we can't, you know, we can't make it work. So exactly. Um, it's using your schedule not to be super strict, but to set boundaries on your energy. Because, you know, when you are coaching, I realized this, this is the first year that I've implemented coaching um into the business is you want to be on it. So you have to have like clear energy and you want to show up as best as you can for them. So How can you protect your energy in order to show up um, as best you can for your clients?
1: No, you're exactly right. Um, I'm to the point now where there's certain clients that um, they know I schedule calls on certain days. So like if someone messages me, I'll say, oh, thanks so much for reaching out. You know, and if you'll email me, then I'll get back to you on Tuesday and Thursday when I normally work on that. Like you have to be very strict about things like that.
0: Yeah. And there's just different things. And the thing too, like people think it's super harsh. Like I talk about this with my clients a lot is boundaries aren't harsh because they're people need to know when the best time to contact you is, you know, mm-hmm. I send out a we send out a monthly email to all of our clients that just say like, here's out of office dates and just a few policy reminders. You know, we mm-hmm. don't answer texts. We don't answer Instagram messages. We don't answer WhatsApp messages. We only answer between eight and four Eastern standard time um, and not mm-hmm. on Fridays. And I get so many emails that are like, woohoo, boundaries. Yeah. Like <laughs> love this. Yeah. I to start doing this for my business and it just like sets the expectation up front versus you being pissed that a client m- Instagram messaged you on a Friday and being like, oh, why are they messaging me? It's like, they goes back to that communication thing. Mm -hmm. They didn't even know that you don't like getting
1: messages then. Exactly. And when they're communicating within your boundaries, they're going to get a better answer too. always Mm -hmm. say that, right? If you give me the time to answer you and give you my, my, my undivided attention versus wanting me to just answer something on the spot, like when my mind is somewhere else, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. Awesome. This has been so amazing. So we touched on so many things, purpose, self-care, time management. Actually, let's quickly touch on like goal setting or just taking action steps. So I really like to, we always have such amazing guests and topics that we talk about on here, but actually putting them into action. So someone that was listening to this and is like so inspired and is ready to go after their purpose and start stepping into their true like life. Um, what would you say the first or the top three most important action steps are for them to take?
1: Um, number one, get real with yourself and acknowledge that something needs to change. <laughs> if you've been feeling a tug, there's a reason you've been feeling a tug and there's a reason you've been off, right? So maybe this is your sign. It might be your tip sign that you're finally going to pay attention to. Um, but first is the acknowledgement that something needs to change. Number two, start doing some deep work, right? Like what are you happy with? What are you unhappy with? Why is it that you don't like your job? You know, how long have you been how long have you been feeling that? Is it something that Um, you know, you're seeking your worth and outside accomplishments because your father told you when you were younger that you needed to be like your older sister, you know, like get real about where this is coming from. Um, And then three, let's make a decision to move forward. What does that look like to you? Where do you want to be in five years? Like, I think it's it's so interesting to me, the school system, um, our traditional school system. Like I really wish I could go and like revamp the whole thing. Um, but I think everyone should a whole be, other re- podcast episode <laughs> on that. I think everyone should be required to like, write a letter to themselves. I'm having my interns do this right now as part of their ending assignment. They have to write a letter of the type of woman they want to be in five years and what that looks like and what, what do they want to be known for? How are they giving back? How are they using their gifts? Um, we don't, we don't allow ourselves to dream, right? It's just like, we're, we're trying to follow this checklist and we're trying to follow society. But in reality, like where are your dreams going? Your life is happening right in front of you. Like you got to start getting real about it, you know? So, um, so I always have people write a letter to themselves of where they want to be in five and 10 years. I actually have mine on my computer of where I want to be in 20 years.
0: I love that. I'm going to do that yeah. when I'm going to do that <laughs> this weekend. My fiance is going Good. to be so I'll have the whole weekend. Good. Good. So I'm going to do that. I love that. And it's so true. It's like, yeah, like life is happening right now. You keep saying tomorrow, 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 on Monday, on Tuesday, um, next month. But it's mm-hmm. like you can make that decision right now and there's no right or wrong way to go about anything you know mm-hmm. I my parents are always like c- we're always kind of frustrated at me um just because I would be like why who says who made that rule?" exactly <laughs> like, right you know like when I quit my job it was like well <laughs> well what about having y- you should have a stable job and climb corporate why because mm-hmm. that's what people do why
1: exactly
0: who made that rule exactly curious and ask that question because there's no there's no right or wrong and that's my main, like my overarching uh like topic that I had written down when I was like Mm -hmm. researching on questions to ask you is living outside of the box um oh for sure and I think we've been seeing more of that lately is like people going outside of the lines and questioning things more and who says you have to be married and have kids when you're 40. Like who made that rule up? That's the question Mm -hmm. that I have. Like Mm -hmm. my fiance and I, we've been together for eight years and everyone has been like, when are you getting married? When are you getting married? married?" (laughs) We don't want to get married. Like Mm we, we were like, we were living out in California. Then we lived in Vermont. We kind of moved all over the place and everyone was like, you guys should get married. And it's like, literally nothing would change. Like not a single, thing <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. We live together, we, yeah. you know, we n- Not a single thing would change except to have a ring on my finger. Like that's mm-hmm. literally it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and we just are continuously pushing the boundaries, and I think that's important: is to just question like mm-hmm. the next. You know, if you want to check the next thing off your list, question yourself: like why? Why am I working towards mm-hmm. this? Like who says that I have to do that?
1: Exactly. I like that. I like that. Questioning yourself: why? Where does that come from? What you know, what or am I pleasing someone else or am I pleasing myself? Yeah,
0: like where where is this decision coming from? You know, um, and we like we just bought a house and now we want to buy another house, and everyone's like, You're crazy, you just bought a house, um, you should just settle in on this house and be happy with it. It's like, Why? We, we want get house. <laughs> if we really if, awesome.
1: I f- if I found another one I like, like I can yeah. do that, right? <laughs> exactly. So like, that's our goal yeah. now
0: for like the next few years. And it's just like, mm-hmm. and really that we do a lot of like goal setting and mm-hmm. figuring out like where we want to be in five years. And that has a lot to do with it. We want a vacation house, like not to say we're going to have that vacation house next year, but in five years, like we're picturing ourselves on the water, on our second house, like, because that's what we want. <laughs> so we're going to yeah. start for it now.
1: I like that. There's, um, I stopped going to weddings in my hometown, Because all the ladies, all the old ladies would come up and say, oh, are you not married? Are you not dating anyone? You know, and I think we need to change society um, because there's this understanding uh, that's been going around for years that in order to be complete as a woman, that you have to be married. Uh-huh. And I always say this, a man doesn't complete you. He's only made to compliment you. Mm-hmm. So you are only complete when you become the you become the woman that you were meant to be, right? So I think instead of saying, you know, what is it that you do for work or are you married? It should be more like, what are you doing to change the world? Or what are you doing that makes you happy? You know, I think, I think those yeah. are better questions.
0: I completely agree. And I saw this thing recently on Instagram, I think, and it was like, we should start celebrating when... Women, we should start having um, parties when women make big business uh, accomplishments <laughs> yes. instead of baby showers
1: and engagements. Yes. I yeah. think that's so true, right? You need to register. Hey, I need a printer. Hey, I need yeah. a computer, <laughs> right? Yeah. I would totally be up for business registries. I think that's yeah. A idea. I
0: totally <laughs> agree. I think that's so funny, and it's like it's so true because you think like. I feel super lucky with my fiance. We've like grown up together, but we're truly like best friends. Like, like I said, he brings me water and snacks on Sunday and calls at the yeah. <laughs> spot. So I feel like I, I don't want myself at all, but yeah, it's finding someone and it's not about completing or checking all the boxes. It's like about being truly happy and what that looks like for you. Like mm-hmm. where, where does that come from? Um, definitely, definitely. person that knows it. Yay. Okay, amazing, Brittany. This has been so much fun. So, how can we continue to learn from you, hear from you, follow along with you? um, Tell us how we
1: can keep in contact. Yes. So, I live on Instagram. Uh, My Instagram handle is brighter with Brit and it's 2T. So, like, shine bright. Because everybody, I believe everybody has a light to shine, and then um, on my bio, there's just there's a place where you can drop your email, and you can just be part of my newsletter. Um, so that's pretty much everything that's going on. Um, it's really funny. I like to share. Um, before I started doing newsletters, I was like, I get so many newsletters, like what can I do to impact people? And, you know, our emails are filled every day. Like I want something fun. And so I, I started doing this. It's called the top five. And it's like five things that are going on or five things I love. And so I share like fun finds that I think just help make our life better. And so my one for May is actually, I'll go ahead and share it. I'll just do a little cheat sheet, okay? But <laughs> please still go sign up for the, for the email lo- newsletter. I think so everybody will new- well after this interview. Hey. <laughs> <I hate it. laughs> Um, One of the things I love, Olivia, right now is a toilet nightlight. So have you ever heard of this? No. Okay. Hear me out. They're on Amazon. It's basically a nightlight that you hook to your toilet. Okay. So like those of us who have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, like you don't want to turn on the bright lights because then it wakes you up and it wakes up your boyfriend. You walk in, it's motion-censored, <laughs> and it changes – the toilet bowl changes colors. And then <laughs> it, it is – like, you just feel like when you wake up and you have to go to the bathroom, you don't feel bad about it anymore. It's just, yeah. like, this magical – I feel like I'm at Disney. It's, like <laughs> – and it changes from, like, red to green to blue, and then I can still see it. I don't have to turn on the overhead lights. It's yes, the greatest that's thing that's amazing. Ever. I love that. <laughs>
0: so that's go amazing. order
1: one. They're, like, How ten How do you even think about that? <laughs> Um, I actually got one for Christmas, um, at like a dirty Santa exchange. And I was like, Oh, this is such a stupid gift. It was like rolls of toilet paper in the toilet nightlight. And then I was like, I got home and I was like, we have to order one for like every toilet in my house. That's amazing. I
0: love that. Um, okay. Awesome. So I'll link all of Brittany's stuff in the show notes for you guys, but Brittany, this has been so amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for changing lives. Yeah, of course you too. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you are new here, I'm Olivia Silvestro, the owner of Current Design Studio. We are a brand and website design studio for coaches and wellness businesses. So we specialize in designing brands that align and elevate and convert into high paying clients. So thank you so much for tuning in today. This episode with Brittany was so, so amazing and so special. She is truly a light. So I will link all of those in the show notes for you guys. And if you have any questions for us or Brittany, be sure to reach out to her, contact her and likewise with myself as well. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps me out more than you know. I hope you have a beautiful day and I will see you in the next episode.